Welcome to Renaissance Voices. I am the producer, Stephen Farina. We are here with the owner of Adel's Publishing and the host of Renaissance Voices, Christine O'Dell. Welcome, Christine. Thank you. To your Thank own show. You. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I, you know, I want to just say right off the bat, Stephen, thank you so much for all of your work. You have done just a phenomenal job. I could not be more pleased with season one. And so much of that had to do with you just putting your hands to the work and knowing what to do and bringing it all to life. And I'm very appreciative. Thank you. You're welcome. So, Christine, we're going to just kind of talk a little bit about today of, you know, maybe some of, you know, the stories and why, why the people and why now for this podcast and like some of the reasons of the heart behind Adel's Publishing and Renaissance Voices. And then kind of give us a glimpse of what's to come. Sure. No, I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, you know, I, I can say that the reason, the whole reason I started my publishing company was I have an evangelistic heart and I wanted uh, to be able to help people write their stories and write what God had put on their heart to uh, be used for his glory and his purposes. And and that really truthfully is the reason I started this, this publishing company and then continued on with creating a podcast. Because I know that um, a podcast can go so many different places. I did notice we have listeners in Russia and in India which was amazing to me. And then um, different cities all over the nation that we live in, America. And and so I'm very honored that so far season one has, has reached, you know, the other end of the world. Um, that's, that's just phenomenal to me. And that's what I wanted. I wanted God to be able to use this however he wanted and really put forth his message. Yeah, it's really incredible how a podcast really does reach around the world. It's incredible. So like yeah, you know, and which is what I tell my authors all the time that that you know, you have a particular reach in your immediate sphere of influence, but your book, you never know where your book is going to land. You know, whose hands it might find itself in and who's going to share it where and where it ends up. So so, you know, the book, writing a book is like that, but then a podcast just is more like exponential in its reach, you know, in a single episode. Have you noticed any, like, I guess, sales in maybe other places? I don't know if you can track, like, where books are sold, but is there a way to keep track of that to see if people are actually, like, engaging with the content? That's a good question. Because what I do is... Um, I'm the front end person. I help make the product. And then I am not, I am what is called a hybrid publisher. And so here's what that means. In 2018, there, you know, there was so much um, self-publishing going on that in 2018, a new category was created for the publishing world. And the, the, top five, the big five that most people know about in publishing, you know, it, it, you, they used to have the corner on the market and you had to have a literary agent to get in there. It was very difficult to get published. And, and with the, um, with the move towards self-publishing, you know, there are now various stages of publishing. So I, I would say that, that, Indie publishing is probably the most popular way if you're looking for a publishing house 
to take hold of your work and, and, you know, really help you market it. But even in that, you have to have a literary agent. It's difficult to get in to that, that particular um, company. And they're looking for very specific voices. They're really looking for the new next voice coming out. Um, and then you have, you know, what is called self-publishing, where you can just take your product, you can take your book, you can upload it yourself to, to various platforms. And the problem with that is creating a book, writing a book is hard. Creating a book needs some skill sets to really do it well. And, and so in my own efforts of self-publishing, I learned some hard lessons. And I thought, well, if I've learned these lessons, I can help somebody else. So in 2018, they, they defined this hybrid publishing as kind of a mix between traditional publishing and self-publishing in the fact that, that you had to have some criteria in place. One of them was you needed a vision statement. We have a very clear vision of, of the kind of books that we want to help people create. Um, you also had to have a marketing strategy which, you know, we talked about with Taylor in season one, um, she and I partnering together and, and even this podcast to some degree is a marketing strategy, you know, doesn't have to be extensive in its reach. You just had to have a strategy. Um, and then the other thing was you needed to be able to have wide distribution, meaning that publisher needs to have their own ISBN numbers that is assigned to that publishing company and not use one that you would generate from Amazon or, or something like that. And we have all of those things. So what I do is I help with the upfront creation of your book. But what I don't do is own any rights to your book, which is unlike, you know, traditional publishing. You own it all. We upload it to Amazon, or if you want some other platform, we'll, we'll upload it to, to another platform. So because of that, I don't necessarily track. Once I have passed that off to you, it's yours. So I don't have the tracking necessary, you know, in, in finding that out. Um, but what I do know is, you know, is I know the author's. And um, so that's a good question. I, I would like to get together all of the authors from season one here in the next few months and just kind of ask that question and see what's taken place because of this podcast. Maybe that can be something like a, a topic in season two to talk about like, hey, like this is what this podcast and the reach has done yes. for people around the world. That That's a, a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Talk to us a little bit about some of the, you know, we're talking about the authors, kind of how, how did you meet these people? And like, how did we even, you know, get them on our show and you start this whole thing? What was the process like behind that? Well, the process for me was I wrote my books and then I created my company and I began to uh, put out on social media, the fact that I wanted to help other people write their story. That was my initial vision and it's still the main vision. We do publish several different kinds of books, but they all have that kingdom-minded bent to them. Um, but the the one that really is near and dear to my heart is just people telling their testimony, just you know, giving back to the Lord um, what He's done in their hearts and learning how to write that in a book. 
And so I began to do what I called Friday Night Encouragement for those that wanted to learn about the writing process and needed some encouragement and how to even begin and then what to do once you begin, you know. And um, and and so I, I think back to the that initial Friday Night Encouragement, and for the most part, everybody in that group were my friends from church. They could see it. There was something, I feel like there was something specific God is doing in freedom um, that is stirring that creative bent. We are a highly creative church to begin with. We are, yeah. And I, I feel like what what Eight Owls Publishing did is it allowed, it was a vehicle that allowed creativity to to find a place to land, you know, and, and to see something really come to fruition. And so... Everybody that we spoke to in season one, I we go to church with. Um, that's that's not a criteria, you know, for for the authors at at Adel's Publishing, but it just seemed to be that people could catch the vision. They saw it. They had something to say. They were that creative personality that knew that that this move of God needed to, to land somewhere. It needed, there, there was something that needed to take place. So I, I do, I just think that there was a creative stirring within our church. And, and what I'm fully expecting now is to see that reach beyond the four walls of freedom and into some other areas as well. You know, the, um, the challenge that Taylor and I did that we advertised the first part of the the season, we now have several people that are going to walk with us through the next six months while we help them really craft their testimony and write their book. So we have that it's kind of phase two of that challenge where it was a free five day challenge. And now, you know, we're, we're going to take our, business sense and our skill sets and help some people that have committed to this to to really get their story out on the page and and you know if that speaks to you if you're listening to that and that speaks to you feel free to email me it's not too late to even join that and we can send you details just shoot me an email and and let me know but but you know even in that that has now gone beyond the reach of freedom into some other areas. So I, I, you know, I've always seen this company as just something God has birthed. It was not on my radar to begin with. And, and God just would not let it, um, you know, he, he just dropped it on my heart and it wasn't going away. And so I know that he's going to use it how he once and the thing that I know about the Lord, you know, when he has the people that just say, whatever you want, God, he takes that seriously. Yeah. Is there plans in season two to have other authors that maybe not aren't even associated with freedom? That is certainly the plan. We're gonna see um who who gets their book finished out of this next challenge? That actually may be season three, because it takes a bit, you know, right. to write a book. I, I have a couple of other books right now from um, people that go to church at Freedom that are will be coming out here in the next few months. I do have one testimonial book of a lady who survived the earthquake in Haiti, and it's her testimony of, of all of that 
that will be coming out very soon. She actually now is in Boston because her mother finally did get out of Haiti and and they are up there taking care of her. I don't know how God is going to use this. What I do know is that this is a company given over to him. And I have found myself in this situation several times throughout my life. And I, I'm always surprised and amazed at the opportunities that come my way. Um, one of those being, you know, what Lawanda and I talked about, that, that freelance writing job that we received from a large, I mean, this is a big, well-known ministry, you know, evangelistic ministry. And, and being able to do that, I would love to see maybe even some of those evangelists come on and, and we could talk about, you know, creating that curriculum and why we wrote those books and created that curriculum and how it's being used today and what they see God doing in the nations. I think that would be exciting. I think, you know, that obviously would expand the reach of, of where we are, but truthfully, you know, freedom itself is expansive in her reach. Maybe at some point we could even have um, some of the pastors, some of the people that our pastor works with that maybe um, have written a book or want to write a book, you know, and, and maybe come on and, and share that process or share their book or share their message, whatever, you know, again, this is just the Lord's and and we're just going to let him do what he wants. That's awesome. What has the feedback been like? The feedback the has been very encouraging. Um, I, I feel like we have talked about things. You know, we we have a concept. I, when I think back on Taylor, the very first episode, the it was very conceptual, right? It was you know envisioning. And, um, and so I think that had to stir in people a little bit. Okay, what is really being said here? But as we went on throughout the season and you really began to hear the different voices, I feel like that there were some, some key themes that emerged. And, and that's actually something I'm praying into for season two, that God, you know the theme. You know what it is you want to say, and there's a theme. You know, as a writer, we're always looking for that because it brings everything together, right? There's a theme that you want to uh, stamp on season two. And so I want to be very sensitive to that. And I, I can look at the theme here, several things. Number one, the need for reformation and renaissance and how that comes about in different times in history. And it's interesting to me that they always seem to come together. There's a reformation of the church and a creative renaissance that's released to the world. They seem to be partnering together again in the season that we're living in, you know, and one of the things that, that of course, the big word right now is deconstruction, right? That That's the big buzzword. Well, you know, there's lots of thoughts about deconstruction, but but truthfully, you can't grow without deconstruction. That's just part of the process. If you think of a seed that falls into the ground before it can become the new growth that's that's coming out of the ground, the, the seed falls apart. Mm-hmm. Or or even a uh, a reptile, you know, as it's growing. We have a bearded dragon at home, so I, I know this very well. As it grows, it sheds its skin. 
because it's outgrowing the what it you know the skin the wine skin it's been in and so so this whole idea for me of deconstruction just shows the awakening that's coming for me and if and and for those that understand these things then you can get out of the the bitterness and the you know all the things that it, that it kind of can bring and you can understand know that this is growth in the kingdom this is awakening in the church and god is just reworking some things so that we can be fully who we need to be and i feel like that has been a theme to be honest with you of season 1 um, you know, that there's a new sound coming and we want to be part of that sound and whatever needs to take place, that's what needs to take place. Obviously, there's been some things that have been exposed in, in our whole world, you know, coming out of the, the whole COVID-19 experience. And one of those things that was exposed was, you know, systems of abuse, right? We were very, all of a sudden, we were very aware of sex trafficking and things of this nature. Um, but it's interesting to me that if you look at some of the books that have been published through Eight Owls Publishing, we're dealing very specifically with abuse. We're dealing with the healing from abuse, how to heal. Um, and I, I feel like that a lot of the voices, those, that new sound that's going to come out in this new season are going to be those people who have allowed Jesus to have full access and heal them in such a way that they are that voice of hope to those that are, are needing some answers. And again, that whole creative aspect of that's what creativity is, it it really does bring solutions into the earth, you know. And then there's there's something else that that really is stirring in my heart, and and it's this whole idea of interdenominational ministry, and not non-denominational, but interdenominational. And and I really feel like when we talked to Pastor John, we we touched on that. Because I come from a Baptist background, he comes from the Pentecostal background, and we talked about what it meant in in those different denominations, you know, to be to walk in the fruit of the Spirit and to flow in the gifts of the Spirit, and how really all of that needs to be married together. Well, I just went to a conference um, and, and saw that. I saw different denominational leaders come together and do a conference that helped people move forward who wanted to quit because each and every one of them had gone through a season of disillusionment in their denomination. So again, we're talking about deconstruction, right? We're talking about this idea that there's this new voice coming. So to answer your question in all of that, I feel like we gave people a lot to chew on. And the feedback that we received was very positive, very encouraging. But at the same time, you could tell people were thinking things through. And, and even in the conversations that I had, there were some that were like, you know, I hadn't really thought about that before. So I, to me, I love that. I, I like to be challenged. I want to put forth a bit of a challenge that takes us into some new direction or, or some understanding that we need to have. I don't want to be so challenging that, that you just can't take it in. But to me, there was, there was a, a beautiful marriage of encouragement, hope, 
and yet a challenge to deal with some hard things and and to understand that that God's not afraid of those hard things and he knows how to bring about you know beauty for ashes so I again I, I feel like you know the people that I talked to had that sense about them that okay this was I, I'm thinking about it I'm thinking some things through well that's really exciting and I know I had a great time you know, producing this podcast for season one, and I'm looking forward to season two, and I hope our listeners are looking forward to it as well. Thank you again, Christine, for starting this podcast and inviting us along. Is there anything else you want to say or add to I just, again, want to thank you, Stephen, for all of your hard work. Your media company is Good Fruit Media. You do a phenomenal job, and I highly recommend your company, and I recommend you as a person. You and your wife and your new baby, y'all are just a, a, a great family. And I also want to thank an intern that I had work with me this year, Arturo. You heard him in, in the intro and the outro. You heard his voice. He's been a blessing to me. He's actually graduating this weekend from college, and so he's moving on to the next thing in his life. But he has been a tremendous help as well in seeing this podcast come to completion. So I want to thank you as well, Arturo, and just the listeners. Uh, first, you know, all my guests, you guys, you guys are so much fun and just a wealth of information and vision and creativity. And I love doing life with you. And I, again, just thank my listeners. Um, this has really been a blessing for me to to be able to put this together and i i hope it's been a blessing for you i i don't take it lightly i i i know how important the gospel message is i know how important um our walk with the lord is and i just don't take these things lightly so thank you for being on this journey with me and i am looking forward to season 2 Christine, where can they find you? How can they reach out to you and just get a hold of you? And are you willing to talk to people that reach out? I am absolutely willing to talk to people who reach out. We can set up a Zoom call if we need to talk in person. We can talk through email. I, I 100% am available to talk to people who reach out to me. And you can reach out to me through my website at adelspublishing.com. Just email me right from the contact page. It's going to come straight to me, and I'm not going to miss it, and I will reach back out to you. So make sure that you leave me contact information and ways that I can reach you. But I am 100% available to talk to first-time authors, to talk to people who have been uh, touched by this podcast and who need healing and prayer, um, or or just some direction in, you know, I... I I need some answers. You know, I, I guess I'm just trying to say to you that I'm here. I'm here because of what God has done in me. And I am so thankful and privileged to to be in the situation that I'm in to offer that help to others. Well, thank you, Christine. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. And we look forward to seeing you in season two. Blessings.